Welcome back to the Broncos Avenue podcast. It's Amir from Broncos Avenue on Instagram and Twitter with my guest today, Brody, to recap the Broncos loss against the Las Vegas Raiders. Absolutely embarrassing, horrible loss today. Yet again, another week, the Broncos fall to three and seven on the season. They are now last in the AFC West. We are not, we have now been swept by the Raiders multiple years in a row. It does not get any worse than this for the Denver Broncos. The Broncos go out this offseason, acquire Russell Wilson, have another good draft, and we ended up somehow being an even worse football team this year. Um, I don't even know where to start at this uh, with this game. How, how are you feeling after this one, Brody? Uh, it was just it was it was bad, and um, you know it seems like a common theme in these close games that our defense seems to be great, you know, throughout the game. Yeah. Um, and then it just it, we can't finish the game on defense. And it's really it's really annoying because we have all these close games and we just need to stop the Raiders. I mean, it's 16 to 13 with two minutes left. And we just it looked they made it look like the easiest thing in the world to get downfield. And it was it was embarrassing. It was honestly embarrassing because our defense is supposed to be our strong suit. And we just looked looked bad. Yeah, that's it's insane. And you know, at the same time, the defense did have a really good first half, and the third quarter they weren't terrible by any means. But like you said, um, this not only the offense but the defense, we just can't find ways to win games. And the fact that we had the ball there, it was like third and ten. We had like um, the Raiders had like one timeout left, and it, everything was in our favor. We should have won that football game. We were trying to run out the clock. And Russell Wilson misses a wide open. I believe it was Dulcich or Sutton in the middle of the field. He's rolling out to his right and throws an incomplete pass or Kendall Hinton. And after that, everything just everything went downhill. And and honestly, it felt like after, at the end of that first half, everything went downhill. And you know, all the momentum went went for the Raiders. But we still had a chance there in the fourth quarter, and we still blew it. The fact that they had like a little over a minute to go in that fourth quarter and still had the most easy cakewalk, you know, march to the the goal line. And, you know, granted our, our defense, best red zone defense in the league, they stood up there, which, you know, you can't, you know, obviously it, it wasn't good that they let up that let them get to the down to the goal line, but then it was a really good stand there at the goal line. But then the, the overtime, that was the worst showing I've ever seen from a defense in overtime, like the, it was like what, like two or three plays it took them to get to the end zone. It like it was like that, like a snap of a blink of an eye. Yeah, I mean, it, I I was happy by the first play. I mean, we finally stopped Josh Jacobs and not let him go for five yards of carry. But uh, then, yeah, there's the Foster Moreau catch that he got down. Like, yeah, made it way 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 too easy. And then I was watching with my dad, and he literally guessed. He was like, "This is about the time we let Devontae Adams get wide open." And it, sure enough, next play. And that's just, I mean, it's, we have a hard enough time on offense with, you know, Dalton Reisner being like our only starter left on the offensive line. And, you know, Melvin Gordon fumbling the football on inside the five um, that we can't let these little things on defense go. And yeah, we, we don't help ourselves, but I mean, the defense has to step up in a important situation and it sucks that through these, I mean, the seven years since the Super Bowl, I mean, it's been hard to see our defense finish a game with any like defensive coordinator or anything like that. Yeah. Like our defenses have consistently been decent, but they just never can finish the game. And that's, that's kind of hard 
to watch. And it's hard to watch for a second for, for another time this season. Uh, yeah. And a second time it feels like in uh, to the Raiders, you know, it only, it seems like the, there's two players that come to my mind when I think about defensive closers for this Broncos team, since Peyton Manning left, those two players are Justin Simmons and Vaughn Miller. Justin Simmons just hasn't been able to do that at all this year. He's had multiple game any picks since he's been in a Broncos uniform and even blocking field goals. And he just hasn't done that this year. So that's been a factor taken away. And then obviously, as all Broncos country know, we trade away Von Miller. And he was yeah. he's one of those guys who's still playing at an elite level when it comes to getting clutch third, fourth down sacks to really turn a game around for your entire team. And we just haven't had that factor. And, you know, we, we have all these studs on defense, but it seems like nobody can really say, you know, put their foot down and say, I'm going to make a play here. I'm, I'm going to, you know, get a, a turnover here that we need. Obviously, Sertan's locked down, so he's not that guy. Um, if the ball's thrown his way, he might he's going to get you a PBU. But, uh, but you know, even with that being said, in the four, in overtime, he, he really bit on the double move to Devontae Adams that went to the end zone for the game when he touchdown. So, yeah. It's it's really really hard to see when your one bright spot on def, uh on your team has been the number one defense in the league, and then they have a kind of a close like that to the game. That one hurts so bad. The fact that we're getting swept by the Raiders yet again, the most toxic, annoying fan base in the NFL yeah. by far. Um, it it hurts so much, and the fact that we know that they're terrible, and we know we could have won this game, and we did, we choked it yet again. Another game of the Broncos go up ten to zero, and they just say, "Okay, here here you go. Here's here's the momentum. Go ahead and win the football game." Another week in a row. Yeah, I it, and the sucky part is uh, watching that Melvin Gordon fumble. Uh, like he had the first down. And, you know, he fumbles again. And I just have to ask, why is he still on the field? Why is he still on the team? And it's like he's the big – he's probably our biggest game wrecker when it comes to him being in the game and us being in a game. Because that's – that's even though he did, wasn't going to score a touchdown on that play, he gets a first down that extends the drive. Yeah. He could be up 17 to, to 7 going into halftime. But it's just – it's bad. I mean – I think Javante Williams was probably the biggest hit to this team um, because he's just such a, he was just such a great player and he was yeah. running for like five, six yards of carry. And it, it, when you have the run game, that also opens up the rest of your offense. And I mean, our run game has been kind of non-existent recently and that just doesn't open up the pass game. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it, it's just all looked bad. And I, I, it just, like I said, it just begs the question, why is Melvin Gordon still on this football team? And why does he still get the ball in, in situations like that? Yeah. Um, you know, I like that you brought up Javante. He, he makes plays when we need them. Tim Patrick, too. The, both of those guys are such reliable pieces on this offense. And the fact that we both lose them to ACL is just, of course, you know, why, why, why not anybody else but the Broncos? Um, and then, yeah. like you said, Melvin Gordon, We've been calling for weeks and even months. We we don't even, we on this podcast we said that we didn't even want him back, but um, you know obviously they thought he would be a good second option to Javante, and then Javante goes down. They bring Latavius Murray, who's been solid to say the least. He was picking up decent gains when we needed them today, but for some reason we started giving the ball to Melvin Gordon. I, I was getting anxiety. I saw them give him a few carries on one of the final drives of the game. I'm like, why are you giving Melvin? carries late in the game again after what he, he fucking did at the goal line to exactly. end the first half. 
Exactly. I, I mean, he does that, and then you put him – he literally is on the field on the next drive, which was – it was baffling to me that you put on – that he fumbles for the fifth time, uh, I think, this season, or maybe it was the third and it was something like that. I don't probably know. What, the, probably the 20th. Yeah, it, it's it's getting – it's a big issue at this point, and he fumbles for another time, and you just got to be like, what what is the motivation to keep him on this team? Because if he didn't fumble – I'll be honest. He's a, he's a decent, great running back. I mean, he's yeah. He would have been a great one-two punch, and he would have been a good one running back after Javante went down. But it's he's not reliable, and he's his carries have gone down less and less. And for some reason in this game, I feel like he got his most snaps recently, and that was after he fumbles. So it just it begs the question: Why is he still in the game? Because I just I. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Um, Chase Edmonds obviously went down early in the first quarter after like two carries or so with the ankle injury. He was ruled out, and the Broncos just kind of had no choice. Marlon uh, Mack was inactive. Um, I, I think Divine Zigbo was in this game. I'm not sure, but they, it, I think we, we kind of only just saw Melvin Gordon and Latavius Murray today. And, um, you know, Latavius Murray is under four yards a carry. He's not, he's not anything like special. He doesn't really, he's not too elusive by any means, but you know, he is a hard running, uh, back, um, you know, but they, they just kind of, they, I understand like kind of leaning away from maybe Latavius Murray and finding your other options. But when it's Melvin Gordon, you kind of don't want to go to him, especially with the way he's been losing games and key moments for this team. Um, would you say that that fumble, even though that the Broncos recovered it, was ultimately the momentum changer that gave the Ra- the Raiders, um, you know, the the kind of the keys to win this game? Oh, 100%. And it, that, that was a complete change in the game. I mean, like I said, he would have had the first down. And it doesn't really make it better that we didn't – that we only scored, what, six points in the second half. And, yeah. I mean – Again, I, I think that our offense did – I think Russell Wilson specifically did not look bad today. Um, yeah, he I agree. Like, he he didn't really make many mistakes. He, he didn't throw too many completions, only like six or so or seven. Um, it's just – I just don't think that the play calling, like, fit because we have obviously all of our, our backup linemen. We have Dalton Rice and our only starting lineman in there. And – you know, it's hard to run the ball when you don't have a, a good line. It's hard to pass the ball when you don't have a good line. It's just really hard for the offense to work when you have a bad offensive line. And I think that really killed all of our drives in the second half was our offensive line. Because, uh, you know, just sacks and Russell Wilson sometimes not being able to get the ball off fast enough or plays being like routes being too long to get through their progressions and stuff. And but yeah, overall that Melvin Gordon fumble I really think changed the game entirely. Yeah, I feel like the Broncos are trolling us at this point, putting up yeah. 16 points. Um, it's, it's it's kind of that number that you know after the first few games we're like, okay, yeah, 16 points. You guys are gonna do more than that, right? But no, it's just 16 yeah. points, nine points, maybe more than nine points for lucky. Like it's just it's getting outrageous. Um, I think uh, I I hate being negative. I hate like negative. Um, you know, aspects of, you know, it's just sports in general. But I think, honestly, I think the season's over after this game. Um, I 
Um, I, you know, obviously they would have to go on an insane miracle run to even be considered in, uh, as a wild card, you know, yeah, if they, if they, yeah, if they won out, then they would be 10 and seven. And even that is like, are you going to make the playoffs? Cause the AFC is much stronger than the NFC is. So, um, I think, you know, I hate to, to admit this and put it out there, but, um, I think, uh, it's safe to say the season's over. Um, and I hate that the Raiders ended it for us. It sucks um, to go to four and six would have made things a little bit more interesting, um, despite the fact that our second half of our season is much tougher than the first half. But um, yeah, it, I think the season's all but over. I hate to admit it. Um, I'm not. I'm not even sure who we play next week. I'm just. I'm so like emotionally drained from this game. This is probably the most. Um, like I, I was talking to you before we started recording. This is the most disappointing embarrassing just overall worst game i've watched as a broncos fan um probably ever if i'm being honest like there i mean obviously there wasn't much expectation sitting at three and six but it's the raiders you're risking being swept by them for it's like the second or third year in a row like this is this is bad we can't develop another sweep streak like the like the we are with the chiefs i mean this is the raiders yeah Yeah, and it's even worse also because like the Raiders are, uh, are at, were contemplated before this week as the worst team in the league. Like it was them and the Texans, and we come in and completely lay an egg. And it, it's just sad. It's sad to see. It's sad to see. Like before this season, I remember sitting on my couch before the Seahawks season, being uh, being like, I've never been as excited for a season since Peyton Manning. And I remember I have a pick'em league. I was like, I don't think there's one one. Uh, game this year that I'm going to pick against the Broncos I like us that much and just from then on I just it's disappointment after disappointment and it's I I I think this year it hurts more than a lot of years because we had so many expectations and we have our we have our quarterback and it's just it's just sad to see that how how quick it went downhill and that we're sitting at three and seven yeah Let's talk, let's talk about our quarterback for a second. Russell Wilson, obviously, um, up until like the fourth quarter ish, I know um, some broadcast the broadcasters are saying this is statistically probably Russell Wilson's best game of the season. Um, you know, his completion percentage is pretty nice. Um, the play calling as well. We let's talk about Clint Kubiak as well. The first quarter wasn't terrible. Um, obviously, um, obviously, as everybody knows, uh, Nathaniel Hackett turned over the play calling duties to quarterbacks coach uh, Clay Kubiak, or they just brought in. Um, it's pretty obvious that George Payton behind the scenes was kind of like Ari Hackett. Um, you know, it's it's kind of over for you with uh, the play calling duties. I personally think it was more of a George Payton thing because um, that wasn't Hackett's hire. That was George Payton's hire. That's someone who was in Minnesota with him. So he... Um, uh, he kind of turned, he kind of uh, made it clear to Hackett that this is going to be, uh, you know, I want to say uh, Kubiak's offense, but he's going to be calling the plays for him the rest of the season. And the first quarter we saw, you know, we saw some uh, good signs from the offense. Um, they got a few good drives going and it just kind of stalled out after that. There was nothing too much, uh, too inspiring after that. Also penalties really demoralized us yet again another week where there's multiple penalties and the fact that, and I believe the Raiders finished with more penalties than us. The fact that they were penalized more than us and still won the game is just mind baffling. The fact that, you know, they are a much less disciplined team by a horrible head coach and Josh McDaniels. 
and it, it was just a piss poor matchup from the get-go and um I think this just overall even though Hackett didn't call today's game I think it um it you know all but uh solidifies the fact that Hackett is going to be a one and done after the season's over um well, pretty soon on this podcast, we'll start doing some, uh, you know, research and dive ins uh, with the head coach candidates for next year. That should be interesting. But, yeah, I think Hackett's a one and done. Um, the fact that he already lost his play calling duties is pretty much uh, shows that, you know, the George Payne doesn't have too much confidence in him for to be a second year head coach for us. Um, I highly doubt he'll be retained for another season. Um, and then Averro. Um, he it was a it was a pretty good game on his part, but like we said, up until where we had to you know win the game, there were some uh, you know questionable calls in the defense. I thought, um, especially on that play to win the game, um, but I don't know. It, I feel like coaching has played uh, you know I wouldn't say too much of a significant factor, just because I I personally think that the offense has done a terrible job of executing the game plans this year. Um, but I think overall, collectively, it's just been a bad job. But tying it all back to Russell Wilson, I know you already said he didn't have the worst game today. I, I can agree. I think uh, we saw a lot less questionable throws today in terms of yeah. you know bad accuracy we've seen in the past. We didn't really see that much today. So I like to see that. Also, another week in a row that we see this dude just getting absolutely like slammed to the ground. And he's delivering throws where his he's getting hit so hard his eyes are closed and he's still delivering the throws. Um, I thought that was really uh, an encouraging thing to see from him. That's just Russ being Russ. Definitely, yeah. I, I remember the uh, the throw on the sideline to Cortland Sutton when he gets yeah. like suplexed to the ground or whatever. I mean, that was that was a amazing throw, getting hit like that and being able to still get it in there where only Cortland Sutton can throw it. So I really saw a lot of promising stuff from Russell Wilson today. And I do think that he's going to work back into the groove. I, I, I've, I've always thought that, and I, I, I'm going to stick with it and that he'll get into the groove. Uh, Me too. I mean, weeks before this, he's been like, I've been like, okay, this is his game. And then he kind of doesn't perform again, but um, this one was very um, a good showing of what he can be and what he, he could be besides a couple throws in the fourth quarter, a couple decisions in the fourth quarter. But besides that, um, he played pretty well. But I think one of our biggest issues on offense, um, like, yeah, I think the the play calling and Russell Wilson gets blamed a ton. But I don't think that the skill positions, like our wide receivers get blamed as much. Because before coming into this season, um, I even believed that we probably had one of the most underrated receiving cores in in the league and I feel like it doesn't it like they haven't contributed as well as I think they could have because I think Russell Wilson could perform a lot better if their wide receivers got open quicker which is why I think that I think Jerry Judy would have been would have been great he just needed to be yeah. more reliable catching the football and now he's out which sucks um but like I just uh, there was a couple of plays where I saw where Russell Wilson got sacked. He's he's holding the ball long, and you want yeah. him to get that ball out. But then they showed the other angle, and nobody was open. I mean, it's yeah. it's like nobody's getting open. And uh, I hate to put that on Cortland Sutton, who did have a good game today. Um, he also dropped a pass. Yeah, and I think that recently he's been showing a steady decline in his 
production and his skill. And it's, I hope that we see that skyrocket again so we can call him underrated. But right now, it's hard to say because he just hasn't performed to that star level like I believe that he could be. Yeah, I said on last week's episode, I don't think he's a bona fide wide receiver one because if you if you take out Jerry Judy and Hamler, like we've seen, seen today, it's two guys that can stretch the field really well and help out. Um, you know, uh, you know, a productive wide wide receiver like Cortland Sutton, it makes it much, it makes life much easier on him. But he isn't someone like DeAndre Hopkins or Justin Jefferson, um, who can completely take over a game and carry the bulk of the load on their shoulders. And you know, like you said, he had a he had a solid game today. Um, you know, granted, he did that have that drop that stalled the drive, made the Broncos punt. He also had a block in the back that kind of almost uh, made the Broncos punt on that drive. Um, that almost hurt us badly. So, um, but no, he had five receptions, 80 yards. It wasn't the worst game, um, but he just, he's just not one of those guys. I feel like Jared Judy is more of a bona fide wide receiver <laughs> one. He can really expose one-on-one matchups and get receivers open. And I like that you bring that up because what lots of people have been saying our O-line is complete trash, garbage. It's actually one of the better offensive lines in the NFL, believe it or not. They uh, Russell Wilson has some of the most time to throw. I believe the eighth most time in the NFL to throw the ball. He holds, and I like that you said he was holding on the ball too much. It's because the receivers aren't getting open. Portland Sun fails to get separation on a weekly basis. He's more of a physical, um, you know, asset in the receiving game. Um, he's kind of a lob it up, uh, 50-50 type of guy. And whenever he isn't, you know, given those opportunities, he isn't getting open. So. Yeah, that's something to keep an eye on in Cortland Sun's game. Um, obviously, he's not going to be gone anytime soon. He's on a, a big contract. The Broncos are committed to committed to him. I'm sure Russell Wilson is too. So um, they'll, they'll get that figured out. I just feel like um, getting Jared Judy and KJ Hamler back will be very uh, important. And then obviously, Tim Patrick next year will make things a lot more easier for Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton uh, in their chemistry. Um, but I do agree. Um, I've said multiple weeks in a row that Cortland Sutton has been very disappointing ever since um, he was like ranked 10th in the league in receiving yards in the beginning of the season, like the first three to four weeks. So yeah, yeah. he's been, he's been pretty disappointing. Yeah. I, I And you, you just like to see more from him. And it, I, I just, like I said, I hope it changes, but um the, the his skill set and what we want him to do more is is really a hard thing to change uh, that's a hard thing to teach and i think that i draw a comparison between Cortland sutton and tim patrick and a guy like um mike williams from the chargers um like the, those guys are big guys at the 50 50 ball but i think the reason that people like tim patrick and um mike williams are better are like you said they they can do more than just the 50 ball the 50 yeah. 50 and I just think Corlin Sutton is kind of stuck to that. And he gets mm-hmm. open once in a while, but it's when it's in his zone and his route goes directly where he would be open. It's not him breaking down his defender. It's nothing like that. And I, like I said, I don't think that that's something that you can teach to somebody I, or, or you can't teach very well to somebody. And, you know, I, I loved him at the beginning of his career. He turned into one of my favorite players, but it, it's – it seems like and it seems like it's the end of his kind of hopeful type of thought process for him you know yeah yeah um like i said it'd be it's gonna be great to get those other receivers back even though that the season um you know there isn't too much of a bright outlook on the rest of the season 
Um, just to see what we can get out of those guys. Obviously, Jared Judy and KJ Hamler still have another year left on their contract um, after this year. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what Hackett or no, uh, George Payne wants to do with those guys. Um, but yeah, I think it's safe to say that uh, Corliss Sun isn't really, you know, um, a re- I wouldn't say not a reliable, but he isn't a bona fide wide receiver one for this team. Um, Kendall Henson, he's he's making some plays. Um, obviously, he had a he had a big drop on the um, the offside play by the offsides play by the Raiders, and uh, Russ tried to you know kind of use that to his advantage, and he just delivered a dime right over the top of Hendon's head, and he just dropped it, and that would have been a, like a long touchdown. Um, so that sucked. But besides that, Kendall Henson has really stepped in and did well. Um, Hackett told the media he was really impressed by uh, Henson last week, even though he didn't have the best statistical game. He um, he played through the flu. He was battling, you know, being sick that whole week. Didn't get didn't get much practice at all. And then came in and was able to start in Jerry Judy's uh, absence there in his uh, regular spot. So um, Ken Hinton's stepping up really well. And I feel like today I saw some things that make me very, um, you know, uh, I don't know. I feel very encouraged by the way he's been playing and I feel very comfortable in him being, you know, around that wide receiver four spot for this team for um, honestly the next few years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm really, yeah. Kendall Hinton. I'm glad that he got, he's getting his chance to play because he is showing that he can be a playmaker. And I, I would have liked to see um, Brandon Johnson and Jalen Virgil a little bit more. Yeah. I didn't see any Virgil today. Yeah, I, I we saw Brandon on one like touchdown or or like touchdown attempt uh, that he did that was I think out of bounds or not catchable or something, but yeah, I, I would like to see both of them and and uh, we do have KJ Hamler who is a deep speed threat, but I mean Jalen Virgil seems like he could be that guy too, and um, I I I would have liked to see those guys a little bit more in this game um, because they looked very promising in preseason and yeah, it's just preseason, but I mean it is uh it, it is important and it did and they did look good so yeah i would like to see uh if they can be that type of playmaker also well, well what's your outlook on for the rest of the season obviously uh, we can both agree that the season is over there's no chance at the playoffs um their broncos are 3 and 7 now there's still um seven more games to be played um what's your outlook on the rest of the season what are you thinking for the final record um do you think Hackett might go early? Uh, do you think we might have a new interim head coach? What what's what are you expecting for the rest of the season? What what do you want to see? Honestly, uh, I feel like the fact that Hackett's not gone yet is he's not going to leave until the end of the season because Agreed. if we were trying to win the if we were trying to win throughout you know these first uh, ten games, then I feel like he would have already been gone. But he's not, so I think this is where you keep him for the rest of the season. I don't see what he's on the field for anymore because he's not game managing. He's not like, um, like, what is it? You know what I kept, you know what no. I kept thinking during the game today? He, he kept getting like fired up and the Broncos are making good plays. I was like, in my head, I was like, he's literally just like a fan on the field being able to be called the head coach. He's not exactly. doing much. Also, I was like, what the hell is Justin Outen doing? This dude's probably like twiddling his thumbs or something because – I mean, listen. I, I mean, obviously, I don't know too much what's going behind the scenes. I'm not a, a NFL head coach myself. I've never coached, but um, I think that I think that's just interesting. Obviously, your offensive coordinator wasn't even allowed to call plays before the quarterbacks coach because he doesn't have any experience. But it's like 
now that the season's over, it's like how how is he going to get that experience? Um, but yeah. obviously, obviously, when Hackett goes, Arwin's going to go as well for sure. Yeah, I yeah, I think this is a a season where we probably finish with anywhere from six to maybe, well, I, maybe five to like seven wins. Put his expectations too high for a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Five to seven seems like the range. I, I think we'll take at least two more games, hopefully. I think our hopefully. defense will get us there. Um, But I just – this is more the rest of the season kind of like a – I think it turns into an experiment, like experimenting with different types of schemes and plays and players and, and, and things like that. I mean – I don't think that you're 100% trying to win anymore. And it, and we don't have, a, we have a first round draft pick from the 49ers. So, I mean, we're hoping that they suck, but other than that, it's really just kind of an experimental to see what happens, who we can use from, for skill positions later in the season, things like that. Um, and, and to get Russell practice, basically practice for next season. Uh, to see if he can improve and see if we made a bad or good choice with him. And yeah, that's basically kind of what I see the rest of our season as. And um, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Niners play the Cardinals tonight, divisional map matchup for them. Praying that the Cardinals win that game, need that win. Um, honestly, just looking forward to the draft at this point. Um, I'm hoping at least for the re the rest of the season we can get. I, this is asking way too much, but I want to get at least one win win against the Chiefs. That is like our Super Bowl for the rest of the season because yeah. there's no hope for the playoffs. If we can get a win against the Chiefs, man, I'm gonna be so happy. That's all all I'm asking for. Um, obviously I would like to get more wins because I I don't like the Seahawks and we're gonna basically you know hand feed them the fifth around the fifth overall pick, which that just sucks to think about. But yeah. my my record prediction for the rest of the season, I'm thinking six and 11. Um, I really, I think we'll win more games or no, I, I think we'll win about the same amount of games in the second half of the season as we did the first half of the season. So um, six and 11 uh, predicting we'll obviously finish last. Um, probably be tied with the Raiders. Um, I don't see them winning much games after this. I think Josh McDaniels might get fired in season, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I don't see why they would keep him for the rest of the season. I think the biggest disappointment will be like, we thought that we upgraded the team and we're going to finish with a worse record than last year uh, with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. And that's just, that's, I, I feel like that's almost unacceptable for George Payton. I think it's, uh, it's, it's close to time to look at, to turn this to George Payton and what he's done. Cause I mean, he brought in Russell Wilson. He brought in Nathaniel Hackett and he's like, and their almost entire organization has kind of changed since he came in and the team has changed since he came in. And it almost looks, it looks like the exact same as it always has. And this season it looks worse. So this is where we'd start to uh, draw attention to, to uh, George Payton and not just Nathaniel Hackett or all these people. It's, it's also, you know, George, George Payton's fault and, and how he brought, yeah, how he put this team together. That's a really good point. And we've kind of questioned Payton on the podcast a few times now. And, you know, that's a really good point because the fact is that he came in, he came into this uh, organization and he acquired some really good players, but he's also shipped off some really good players and he's extended a few players. Um, obviously he extended Shelby Harris and then trade him right away. And um, I want to say there's any questionable decisions that, decisions that have been made, but 
the fact is, like you said, we are a worse team than before, and we got Russell Wilson, who is re- regarded as a top ten quarterback coming into the season. Um, and I don't think Russell Wilson has fallen off personally. Um, yeah, I think yeah. his accuracy is taking a little, maybe perhaps a little bit of a toll, but other than that, I don't know. It just feels like a whole the whole offense has just been. Um, this is one of the worst offenses of offenses of all time. Like it's not even up for debate. Um, and yeah. the fact the fact that we, um, uh, but also another thing that we have to you know take into account the injuries, the injuries are at like an all time low. Uh, it's 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 ridiculous. Um, yeah. So we have the most we have the most cap space in the league in in IR right now. So like, I think like the fourth or fifth worst bus rating. So it's, it's really, yeah, our, our injuries are really bad this season. Yeah. So in all fairness, um, you know, a lot of the players that he did acquire and, you know, the players that we're kind of building our franchise around, they're on IR. So um, that does, that does play a big factor in it, but then it's always next man up mentality. And, you know, we got to kind of adapt to that. Yeah. I, I, I want to talk about um, one player, um, uh, Damari Mathis, uh, he's been a little bit uh, completely, I feel like, underwhelming. I, he's been, uh, I think, kind of the the downside with him is he's very penalty prone. And it's it a lot of these games, he gets a penalty and it extends a drive. And I think that sometimes he can be good in coverage, but he also is... Uh, can be he can get burnt and stuff like that. Uh, what what what's your idea on Damari Mathis? I think he's he's too physical at times. He's overly physical, uh, and it can kind of hurt the defense. Um, but I, overall, I like what I'm seeing from him. Honestly, I think he's. Um, I think Sertan Simmons and those guys in the secondary have really taken him under the uh, their wing, and he's learned a lot from those guys. I can tell that. Um, I, I I honestly like what I've seen from him this year. It's pretty encouraging coming from a fourth round rookie that has had to step into Ronald Darby's spot and he, he hasn't done terrible. It's just, if he can contain the penalties, which are one of the most fix, fixable things for a DB, if he can yeah. you know get that under his belt, he's going to be a really good corner for us. I think it's a, it's a really good, good pick by Peyton looking in hindsight. Yeah. I just want to see that, uh, that improvement from him. And I hope we do see that because it does kill dr- or it does extend drives for mm-hmm. other teams uh, often. And I, I, like I said, I just hope that, that, that fixes. Yeah, corner cornerback position is one of the hardest positions beside quarterbacks playing football. So it's definitely going to take time for him. Um, but with, with that being said, that's going to be it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, make sure you guys are followed, have notifications on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you guys are listening. If you guys are watching on YouTube, I appreciate you guys so much. Make sure you subscribe, hit the like button. Everybody that's watching that listened to the very end, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for listening to today's episode. It was a great time having uh, Brody on. Um, as a guest for today's episode, is there anything you want to say before we end this one? Uh, no, just uh, go Broncos, I guess. Yeah, go Broncos. Got to keep a positive outlook in the rest of the season. Um, hope hope everybody enjoyed today's episode, listening to the podcast. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys as usual. Peace.